It wasn't until he did what he, who he was and, and playing music and singing. It wasn't until he did what he knew he was born to do. That's when that door opened. That's when Dela Cruz turned around and, and saw who he was. Taking movies, decoding their message, and applying them for personal growth. This is Decrypted Films Podcast. And now your host, speaker communicator, Jag DeWar. All right, we are continuing the conversation about the movie Coco. And last episode, if you missed it, please check it out. We talked about some key things, but we're going to jump into some new items or new things that we saw in the movie that were key. Um, so far, I'm loving I'm loving this movie and what it's producing with kind of the mindset that we need to take on a lot of things. So one thing I wanted to bring up, I wanted to see what you guys thought about this was um, what started his journey was something that broke and it was the picture. Uh, He was trying to, I think, get to the dog or whatever. And the picture fell down. The picture has been there for years. The the pattern has always been there, but once that pattern was broken, uh, he could, he easily looked at it like, Oh, I did something wrong, but he saw something within that brokenness Mm -hmm. within that picture that started him off in a journey. And I thought about, man, it's so easy to look at um, being hurt, being broken, being vulnerable, all those things. It's so easy to look at that and think that, okay, that's some form of weakness. That's some form of something bad, something we need to avoid. But yet he saw that and it started him off in a journey to the truth. It started him off to a journey for freedom. And so for me, I saw that as something inspiring where it's like, yo, pain brokenness doesn't have to be something that's just there and it's just shattered but it could lead into something that has freedom in it if we're willing to go on that journey of processing it because he had to process the fact that wait there's a chance that i could find who this is and thinking it's his hero or he really wants to find something within within himself so he used the brokenness to push him into a journey of discovering something. And so I love that part with the picture, the fact that that started the whole journey for him. What do you guys think? Um, I agree with what you were saying about patterns being broken. Uh, Sometimes it takes that to, you know, push us to the direction that we need to go in. And uh, for me, an example was I was always in sports and music. When I was going into high school, um, I wanted to be on the soccer team. But unfortunately, my mom and the band director was like, hey, you know, you should be in a marching band. And they were in the same season. So I had to choose. Mm. So I, clearly I wanted soccer. But long story short, I ended up being in marching band. Um, but looking back, I see that marching band helped me with who I am today and, and what I'm involved with. Mm. Like, nice. I really can't see how I would be with my music if I wasn't in marching band. Even though I was already in music, marching band did a a whole lot for me, um, helping craft my creativity and things that I do today. So um, that pattern being broken of me always being in soccer and in that sport um, catapulted me to where I am at now. Yeah, and that's okay. Patterns, we were just talking about it last episode about 
technically the pain was a pattern that was passed down. It's just like patterns can be a bad thing, even though um, routine can be good, but it can keep you in a box like you were mentioning in the last episode, Tigris, about how the the grandmother uh, was just taking on pain and never gave the time to listen to Coco and really know about Coco's father. So I, I think pattern does limit you because you can just get so used to it. We're creatures of habit and we can fall into this routine or autopilot that is dangerous because it doesn't allow you to discover new things either within yourself or within other people or within your journey. So I, I think, yeah, that's definitely key. Um, you had something for that? Uh, I was just going to say that I'm very, very tied to the idea of brokenness being beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know that I did my beautifully broken YouTube and the idea behind that is really that simple that there is beauty in our brokenness can you break down what that series was uh, your youtube series can you talk about briefly what that is so that um, someone listening might be able to check it out and see how useful it is well beautifully broken was kind of a video documentary or a vlog about our struggle with infertility mm -hmm. um, the struggles that we had trying to conceive for almost three years, we tried and nothing, nothing, nothing. So just kind of talking about the struggle because everyone yeah. wants to talk about things from the other side of victory. That's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just wasn't what I got to do. Well, you did the video not knowing um, anything. You just did it within the pain, what was going on. Absolutely. Because I, I think that so often we get stuck in our brokenness that we forget that there are other people who are just as broken who we can connect with because so, where two people are broken together, there's healing to be found. So I, I have to add this in because I have to talk to you about how the fact that Miguel finding the photo, it broke, like finding that out revealed something almost is similar to how you wanted to avoid even getting checked or anything because you didn't want to face it. But can you talk a little bit about how that parallels his situation, which started on a journey for yourself? Um, yeah, I guess I can see that connection. I definitely didn't want to get checked because no one wants to be told, oh, hey, by the way, you're broken. Hey, by the way, you don't work like a normal person. No one ever wants to hear those things. And Miguel, actually, interestingly enough, his entire life, as young as he was, he spent feeling different. He mm. he spent feeling broken because he didn't fit the mold wow. of what his family said he should be, which is a shoemaker. A curse, going back to what you said last episode. Exactly. Um, he didn't fit into that mold. So because of that, something about him just felt different. It felt off. And within my own body, I... I'd felt broken and damaged enough. I didn't want any sort of confirmation of that. So the idea of having to go to a doctor was really hard for me. And I did put it off for a long time. And then I finally did. And I was doing it solely by faith, fully expecting to hear, nope, nothing's wrong. You're good. So when I actually heard the words, no, there's a problem. I think it's going to be hard for you to conceive. You need to see a specialist. I'm like... Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? I didn't need anyone to confirm what I already knew. So it, it's 
really hard because that's kind of what his family did yeah. to him. When they found out that he had been sneaking off to learn music, his grandmother trashed his beautiful mm, handmade guitar even his fa- uh, miguel's father was like oh whoa, whoa you're a little too far <laughs> like yeah because she took her rage out on something that he poured his soul into so she confirmed to him you are wrong you are broken there there's something seriously wrong with you that you don't connect with your family mm-hmm. when really it was the family that was disconnected because they were connected to their brokenness instead of encouraging healing yeah. along the line so that's kind of what Beautifully Broken was about for me. Um, putting it out there so that people know that, hey, there are others out there who struggle. And it's okay to struggle publicly. It's very okay to struggle publicly. Um, I found a lot of healing and a lot of encouragement through being completely vulnerable and mm-hmm. completely transparent. Miguel did not. did not total opposite total opposite he got shut down and shut out and yelled at and it actually exposed something that i found kind of interesting because he flipped out and he yelled i don't want to be on some stupid ofrenda he didn't care if his picture was up on his family's ofrenda Mm -hmm. which his grandmother was trying to throw at him like as a hey get back to reality you know this is important Um, you want to be on someone's ofrenda? And he's like, no, this doesn't matter to me. And when he said that, I was like, dag. So they've had him participating in the tradition without ever teaching him the value behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And that in and of itself seems like a total waste. You know what I mean? Because the culture is so rich. The culture is so um, beautifully displayed in this movie. And just the idea that they would miss the entire heart behind it, they they could have lost an entire generation. Crazy. Yeah. That is so true. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now, I don't know if you have something to add to the whole broken thing, but um, there are a lot of other key things that I saw in the movie that I, I thought really stood out and one of those things it's key for a lot of people you saw that he acted so he acted differently once he thought that he was related to um i keep forgetting the hero's name ernesto de la cruz de la cruz right he i mean he was nothing in his circumstance changed nothing Everything was exactly the same. But yet, the second he started believing, wait, I'm actually related. We're blood. This gives me freedom to, I know I'm great. I, I, I Not that he said, I know I'm great, but I know I'm, I'm destined for greatness because. Mm-hmm. And so we know that was false. He wasn't related to that person at all, but he was related to um, Hector. So what got me was that, yo, he believed in something that was false, but yet it allowed him to push himself to think differently and i thought about how powerful belief is within oneself that even believing something false can change how you view yourself and how you push yourself so it's just like 
what's the benefit in like downing yourself and doubting yourself and saying you're crap or saying you're not good enough? Like, I, I see no benefit in that. I see more of a benefit in just like, all right, you know, I may not think I'm great now, but I'm going to just push until I think I am. Like even Muhammad Ali, I mean, he said, look, I, I kept saying I was great before I even believed it, before I knew I was. And it's just like, I, I feel like that's a real thing. You're really pushing yourself to like, listen, I'm going to keep going because you know the journey is going to be rough. There's going to be hard times. This is like there's there's no help in the doubting and the beating yourself up within this journey when you're already going to get beat up. Why not use something to keep on pushing you through that? And he believed in something that wasn't really true, but it actually benefited his whole journey because he pushed himself to think that, okay, no, I, I actually am great. I'm not insignificant. I am somebody because I have somebody in my bloodline. So I, I thought that was really key that I, I re that really hit me personally. Yeah. And basically, I think we just need to make that decision to tell ourselves that we can be great, you know, the same way that we can kind of doubt ourselves and then find that one person that, oh, I can do this. Like, it shouldn't take that for you to tell yourself that you can do it. It's really basically just a decision for you to go after what you want and be the greatest that you can be. You know, to, to that point, do you guys remember when he first was about to cross that bridge uh, to the uh, other realm, I guess mm -hmm. we could call it? And he actually hesitated. He was just like, whoa. And I think, I don't know if it was his uncle or whoever passed away said, no, 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 it's it's okay, Miguel, you're good. And I thought about that. I'm like, wait, he, he was scared to go into the unknown. Like he never experienced it before. He never crossed this br bridge before. And he doesn't know what, where it's leading to, but he knows he needs answers. He knows he needs something because something's not right in his life and something's going wrong. So the fact that, he was afraid of that, but yes, somebody who already went through it, somebody who already crossed, told him that it's okay, you're good. Someone he trusted. I feel like that's so important to know that, like, even we're so scared to go past the the shore, like to get into the water, to go into the deep because it's just unknown territory. But if you know someone else has, has gone through it, I feel like that's so key to be able to look at somebody who's gone through it, somebody who has went through the worst in their past, but yet pushed through it. That should be permission to know like, all right, if they went through, I can go through too. And you can think about like, most of the people we look up to had to have some type of like negative situation in their past. And it's just like, nah, they went through the bridge anyway. And I felt like that gives me permission to say, wait, nah, if they went through that, I, I could, I could push through and go through over this bridge and go into the unknown. So I, I felt like that was key for people to understand that it's, it's not to stop just because you haven't gone through it, connect with someone who has gone through it. I think that's super helpful. I do also think that the key ingredient there too is still vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't see me struggle, then all you see is the victory. You don't see what it took to get there. So it kind of, not that it loses value, but it kind of diminishes the value to some extent. Yeah. So let's say someone like Maya Angelou, who is this acclaimed writer and acclaimed actress and acclaimed singer. She's 
just this all around incredible woman. But if you didn't know the struggles that she went through, if you didn't know about her being abandoned as a child, yeah. about her being raped at the age of seven, if you don't know about her witnessing a lynching, if you don't know about the struggle, it just makes it seem like, oh, she's another good writer. But when you take the time to really understand the pain that it took when she was pregnant at 16, like all of these things are actually what made her. It yeah. built her. So the vulnerability that it took for her to put all that out there, it's crazy. It's not stuff that people want to share. No, no one wants to talk about the hurt. No one wants to talk about the darkness. But it's so necessary to bring light to it and to bring healing to it. And to invite someone else when they do see you on the other side of victory to say, you know what, I'm struggling too, but I saw that she struggled and I yeah. saw that she made it. So that tells me I can too. Exactly. Not just, oh, someone else made it and I'm sure they went through something. No, let, let's be vulnerable. Let's be open and honest about what we're struggling in. Because it helps. Because it helps. <sighs> Man. It's crazy how you're like, that's so right, man. Just hearing that someone else went through breaks that whole I'm alone thing. Yeah. And that's draining. Like that, that's draining in energy and mental energy and hope. Like it's draining to feel alone. But the second you hear somebody else went through, it's just like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not, I'm not out here on my own. Like they're, there is an answer or there's something. And I, I think that's so key, but we don't want to be vulnerable because vulnerability, just all you think of is hurt. All you mm -hmm. think of is weakness. And yet the other person's vulnerability strengthens you. And it's just like, man, one, it'll strengthen others, but it will strengthen yourself. It's not weakness. It's actually you're, you're opening yourself up to discover more about yourself and more about the person you're even being vulnerable to. So, man, this this misunderstanding of vulnerability does hinder a lot of people to open up and free other people. You're absolutely right. I mean, you think about it like this. If I got, okay, when I was a kid, I got, quote unquote, stabbed in the leg, right? My dad's fishing knife cut through the bag and went into my leg. There was blood running out. Had I kept quiet about that, there's a very good possibility I would have ended up with some sort of infection. Um, and it could have caused a lot of health issues. Yeah. But because I said, hey, I'm bleeding. Hey, this knife cut me. We were able to clean it. We were able to bandage it. We were able to allow it to heal. So even though I have a scar, there was no additional sickness because I didn't let it fester. But yet mm. emotionally and mentally, we have that tendency to just let things fester because confessing to the, oh, I got cut. Oh, I'm in pain. I'm bleeding. <laughs> I'm bleeding. It's just, it's intimidating. And really, it shouldn't be. Um, there's so much talk about mental health right now. Yeah. And that's super important. But so is emotional health. Yeah. So is emotional health. And we need to get to a place where it's okay for us to speak openly about our emotions without yeah. fear of getting shut down or you, having our feelings diminished because someone else doesn't get it. Yeah, you're not strong enough. Oh, look at you. You're not you're not holding it together. All all those things. Yeah, you want to avoid being looked at as weak. But 
man, it, it it's so crazy how, no, it, it does the opposite, like you said. The fact that you use that story about how you were cut and bleeding, people would laugh. Like, why would you just sit there smiling, bleeding out and not say anything when you don't know that once you say it, once you put it out there, there's probably a person in there that might, hey, I actually have a band-aid for that. Like, right. I see the cut. And you, you look at Miguel, too. Right. So he for years hid his passion. He hid up in that little attic space cutout that he created. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he kept everything bottled up. But the moment that it was exposed, the moment that he sat in front of his mama Coco and tried to get her to remember her father, he brought healing to her. Yeah. Through the use of his own hurt his own secret pain of wanting to be a musician and never being allowed to be public about it so in a public setting within his family he completely exposed himself for the benefit of his grandfather but really what it did was it brought healing to his entire family and future generations because he was willing to get his guitar broken mm. to get yelled at again um to get hit to whatever it was the moment that he sang to her he pulled her out of dementia yeah you know what's crazy you you talk about the end result like all that happened with the healing that he brought and it's crazy he feared exposing it which is mm -hmm. like you said why he hide why he hid now what's crazy is what he feared happened. Like the mm -hmm. worst case scenario happened. They found out, they were pissed off. He lost his guitar. Like the worst case scenario happened. Um, even though he may not intentionally have done it, he pushed through anyway. Mm -hmm. And so we fear doing things because we think of the worst case scenario we don't want to happen. But most times that doesn't happen. The worst case scenario doesn't happen. But even if it does, the fact that you keep pushing through, if you keep pushing through like Miguel, you can get to the end result, like you said, healing. Because it's it's that fear it's what's stopping everybody from being vulnerable from being open from being seen from being uh, from putting yourself out there is because i feared this scenario but it, he took it head on he went through it he took it head on i feel like even if mentally sometimes we just need to mentally take that fear on even if it doesn't happen so that you can know like well what is the worst that could happen and what would happen if the worst case scenario happens like oh wait i'm i'll still be here i'm still alive so i i feel like we need to go at that moment that he was fearing because i'm glad that it went bad instead of you know it's cool i i know you like music we'll we'll talk about it no it was just terrible like mm -hmm. it was a bad situation but he pushed through and and that was so key to the whole journey I, you know what? There are so many movies, and I don't like to jump to another movie, but we talked about Moana before. Yeah. And the fact that you got a situation where you, you're going to go on a journey, her first try, she man, she got hit hard with a wave, drowned. But it's like every time you make a decision, and that's why I brought Moana up, Miguel up, every time you make a decision, there's always that first initial hit of, yo, I'm about to drop you. 
And it's just like, yo, that's the test of, yo, can I push past this? Because if mm-hmm. I can push past this, I can get past all the other things that are to come. And I feel like that's what happened with Miguel is the fact that he he just went through that that worst case scenario and still fought through. I, I thought that was so key. Man, Billy, do you have another point that you saw in the movie that we could use for personal growth? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, we know that his family was totally against the music, but clearly he liked it. Um, but he was in his little attic continuing to develop what he wanted to be and what he wanted to do and things like that. So in some cases, you know, we'll we'll be our shoemaker, but on the side, we'll be trying to develop who we are in the, mm, in the dream yeah. that we have to do. Right. So as you're chasing that passion of yours and being true to who yourself, um, those doors will open for you. Um the best example that I can use was when Dela Cruz, when he went to Dela Cruz's place, he was trying to get Dela Cruz attention, but there was so many people in front of him mm. and, and he was calling out, he's trying to get there, trying to get that door to open where he can meet with him. It wasn't until he did what he, who he was and, and playing music and singing. It wasn't until he did what he knew he was born to do. That's when that door opened. That's Man. when Dela Cruz turned around and, and saw who he was. And I think that's the same way with our dreams. Like we're trying to get these doors to open. We're trying to chase after things, but unless we are doing what we're built to do, um, those doors won't open until we, you know, go after it with, you know, who we are. Man, I want to stay there because even like you made it, I'm glad you brought that up because right before that, when he was trying to get into the whole party, uh, he couldn't get in at first because uh, he didn't have his ticket or whatever. And the thing that he did, I thought this was so key for a lot of people. He went up to the guard. They said ticket or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's okay. I'm Dela Cruz's um, great, great, great grandson. And this is what he did. He he changed his pose to try to look like the picture that he had in his room of Dela Cruz. He tried to say, hey, there's a connection here. But I was like, wow, that's sometimes what we do. We feel like posing would allow us to get through the door, like mm-hmm. posing like another person, um, looking at the highlights on online or social media and acting that way, posing that way will get me through the door. But that wasn't the case. Like, that's not what did it. What did it was what you said, Billy, about just being you and letting you be seen. And that connects with the people it's supposed to connect to. So I I, I got mad because I'm like, yo, I I don't want to make sure there's nothing about me that's posing for a certain reason, just so I think that's going to get me through the door. No, I want to be fully me and whoever it's supposed to connect to, it connects to. It's not going to connect to everyone. It didn't connect to everyone in that room, but it connected to the person it needed to connect to. So for for us here and for anybody listening, posing is not going to get us through. Posing is not going to get us through that door. Just being passionately you and being understanding who you're supposed to be and be seen in that way that's really what's going to get us connected to other people yeah even in that i think about dante the dog Mm, right that's good through the whole thing miguel kept saying oh he's just a dog he's not a spirit guide he's not a spirit guide 
and um, oh, Frida, the um, the famous yeah. skeleton <laughs> was like flames. Oh no, he's definitely a spirit guide. Oh, the Almighty Spirit guides, blah blah blah. And then he did something ridiculous, and she was like, "Oh, or maybe he's just a dog." Yeah. But in the end, he's the one who had been leading Miguel through the, the entire journey, yeah. trying to point him towards his true family, Hector. So he really was a quote unquote spirit guide, whether he was recognized as one or not. Yeah. And I think that that was so beautiful because it doesn't matter what other people recognize in us. It doesn't matter, again, what people encourage in us. What matters is who we are. Yeah. And that's something we should never try to work against or conform to fit or pose into someone else to just to make others comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. It's this whole letting go of needing permission and just yeah. just going after it, man. Um, classic line from The Matrix when they, um, I forgot who was accessing Morpheus saying like, man, Morpheus, what if other people don't believe what you believe? And he says, my beliefs don't require them to. It's just like, yo, take it on that way. Just go after who you're supposed to be because uh, the dog he was rejected a bunch of time even miguel at one point like totally rejected him yeah. like you're just a dumb dog and i'm like dang i felt that <laughs> <laughs> to your point but then he kept pushing through the dogs are like yo i'm you know i'm just gonna keep doing me like i'm just gonna be me and eventually helped him be uh, found in that whole grave pit or whatever but yeah uh, yeah absolutely right um just with that also with the i guess the dog like kind of being a guide and things like that we also have to look at um to go back to you know talking about the healing and situations like everything that we go through is also a guide to who we're going to end up being and we can't dismiss things that we go through mm. um, we have to take them on like she said oh it's just a dog or maybe it's not they come in different shapes and sizes like we go through different things and yeah. it may look like it may not apply to who we're tr going to be in life but we can't just dismiss it because everything that we go through is for a reason and we just gotta um be guided to you know who we're meant to be mm. yeah man Oh my goodness! This this movie had a lot of stuff. Uh, I want to ask you guys any last words, last points before we talk about the things that we're gonna take away and actually use. Um, seize the moment <laughs> <laughs> and make make it come true. You, you, we have to make the move. Yeah, we have to yeah. Make the move. Dela Cruz's key yeah. seize the moment line. Yeah, I know. Um, so thinking about what i actually will apply um i want to go back to the vulnerability uh it's so key for me like that that was the biggest takeaway in this second episode of coco is that i want to make sure that my vulnerability i not only knowing what vulnerability truly is but why i'm doing it too if I connected to knowing that, yo, that's that's actually going to help other people. Because honestly, let's be real. One person I look up to, Martin Luther King Jr., right? I'm just, I love what he, he did and what he pushed through. And 
I, you know, I had him in a certain light and, you know, he was a, almost like a mystical creature to me. But when I read his autobiography and just heard his downtimes, like not his downtimes, but his low moments in his life, mm-hmm. the depression that he, he, he put it out there that the times of his depression, when I heard all of that, I felt like, oh, snap. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's not perfect. It's not this this great um, person that didn't go through the crazy things we go through. He had depression. Like, and I, I thought that, man, that helped me. And I'm thinking, wait, I we could help each other by being open, like we talked about, with vulnerability. So... That I took, I'm definitely gonna take away because I'm, I'm I got some ideas now on how I want to be more vulnerable with my journey, so that hopefully it could help other people. You have no idea who it could help, and so I, I that really made made me turn it up a notch on hey, this is why you should be vulnerable, Jag. And so that's that's my takeaway from this second episode. What my about you guys? Away, uh, is I guess what you guys are talking about that that first crash or that crash that you may go through. Mm. Um, You just got to, you know, pick yourself up and just keep going basically. Um, Yeah. Just press through. Mm. Uh, And I think for me, it'll have to be that scene where Miguel sang for Mama Coco Mm. because he was singing for someone else. Yeah. Right. He was singing for Coco, but he was singing for his great great grandfather he was singing Mm. for Hector to try to save him from vanishing forever Um, something that he had worked on in private for so long for so long he had created that space to cultivate uh, and and just have a safe place to be Mm. to practice his music and then it was used as an instrument of healing for his great grandmother to draw her back from like I said before dementia which you know both of my grandmothers um my grandmother who passed away had dementia and early onset alzheimer's and my grandmother who's still living she has dementia as well mm-hmm. to be able to draw someone out of brokenness and bring them back to a place through the use of my gift is such a beautiful thing but i can't do that if i'm not intentional yeah. about cultivating a safe place for me to work on my gift Mm -hmm. and for me to um i guess improve my craft yeah so i have to be intentional about carving out that space in the attic and making it a safe place for me to be and somewhere that i want to be right because it wasn't like that was just his escape to get away from his family because he just couldn't take it anymore that was his place of peace that was his place of joy and i think we all kind of have to be intentional about creating that space for ourselves where we can be us with no concern for judgment no concern for questions no concerns for comments or opinions but simply me and if i hit a bad note i hit a bad note it doesn't even matter because i'm trying and it's just me yeah and later on just me will be enough to help someone else in their journey yeah See, I, I have to add to what you're you're saying because being just you creating that space where you could just develop freely develop. You know, he was just probably having fun, not worried about judgment, like you said. And I look at that as part one. And then I saw when you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, let, let's say he continued like just getting better, getting better, but by himself, quiet, 
the whole time, just kept doing that. That doesn't stop the fact that Coco was beginning to lose her memory. That doesn't stop the fact that it's eventually going to fade away. So had he just continued on and just stayed in that bubble and stayed in that quiet place where he, he's not going to let it out because he's too scared, doesn't mean that it's going to stop the fact that Coco might not remember anymore. And so... I'm saying this to whoever it applies to the fact that you have something you don't know that you might have something that actually can free other people. But because you're so scared of judgment, because you're so scared of the worst case scenario, because you're so scared of all these other other things, you're stopping yourself from coming out and just being yourself and, and showing the world the talents, the giftings, the everything that you have, what you were created for because you do that you might miss out on freeing other people on healing other people so take this moment right now to look at yourself what are you why are you stopping what's holding you back and take it head on don't ignore it take it head on Mm -hmm. so that you'll be able to give something to this world that might be healing for someone that might advance someone that might make somebody feel like oh wow i'm not alone so i i I just want to say that so that whoever is listening you can take that in and just take action on that thing that will be a blessing to the world a blessing to other people and so for myself i'm taking that like man just go full force because it's about the healing of the people not about the judgment that's guaranteed to be there it's guaranteed to be there it's guaranteed to have judgment placed on you but so what at least that person gets healed at least that person is not alone at least that person sees something in a different perspective it's all about that If you enjoyed the great content from this episode, share this with somebody who could use it. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the Decrypted Films podcast. Catch you on the next one.